Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Wednesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Your stool is ready. We've got good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. And Jim, this could certainly be a crazy martini, but we've uh, got something probably more significant than this story in the crazy martini. Uh, For those of us in Virginia, we are counting down the days, and it's now down to three that we're stuck with Ralph Northam as the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, gets sworn in on Saturday. But uh, Ralph Northam is uh, doing his final interviews, I guess, as uh, the, the governor of Virginia, and of course, the most disgraceful moment, and there were many, uh, the one that got him in the most trouble, shall we say, uh, is his medical school yearbook from, I believe, 1984, which uh, on his page of photos included a person in blackface and a person in a Klansman hood. And uh, Ralph Northam thinks he's uh, adding some clarity to this, I guess, by saying, Jim, that he's 99% sure he knows who the person in blackface is, but he's not going to say. So you got a lot of folks on Twitter saying things like, I bet Clark Kent has a 99% sure idea who Superman is, too. Uh, But uh, what do you make of uh, Northam going there and uh, his uh, staying Ralph Northam as he leaves office? Um, So first of all, three observations, Greg. And for something that's not even one of our martinis, you're getting a real bonus today, uh, dear (laughs) listeners. The first is incoming Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears 17 hours ago, quote, we are monitoring because the inauguration is coming up. We are monitoring next week's forecast. Yesterday, I was briefed on the process for making sure Virginians are safe and the roads are cleared. Oh, my God. 911, I'd like to report a murder. (laughs) (laughs) The shade at the outgoing governor. Fantastic. Uh, Secondly, um, it's really convenient that, you know, Northam cannot mention who the true hood wearer or the true blackface wearer is. Um, I do understand he consulted with O.J. Simpson for tips on finding the real murderer on that one. And third, finally, he unveiled his official portrait. Now, Greg, I do not endorse crimes. I do not endorse vandalism. And I do not think anyone should do it. But I don't know about you. I saw that because he, he, they chose to paint him with a smirk. And I don't know about you. I've never seen an official portrait that I've wanted to deface more than this portrait of Governor Northam. And let's just say if I had my druthers, I'd be using white paint. <laughs> yes, he has newspapers on his desk with headlines about what he thinks are his signature accomplishments as governor, including subtle, a bunch of- subtle, yes. yeah, you know. <laughs> also, Lenny Reefenstahl said that's a little over the top. I'm just saying. <laughs> you notice he hasn't said anything about uh, his suspicions about who's wearing the hood because uh, I think that I think that's actually him. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, maybe somebody else with the nickname Coon Man. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out, Governor Northam. Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, Jason Miaris, Republican majority in the House of Delegates. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, let's get on to our good martini. And speaking about getting rid of lousy governors, Jim, we got a new poll out of Michigan suggesting that Democrat Gretchen Whitmer uh, is vulnerable later this year. It's kind of a confusing poll. 
uh, from Detroit News, WDIV, not necessarily in the methodology, but in what Michigan voters think about Gretchen Whitmer, 40% would vote to re-elect her, 42% of likely voters would back a different candidate, 12% said their decision depends on who runs against her, which is fair, 56% though said they approve of her job performance, which doesn't make me very confident, and 48% of respondents though say the state is on the wrong track compared to 36% who said it's on the right track. So uh, process all that. Uh, Republicans, I think, are still looking for a a prominent uh, candidate to run against her. Uh, the most prominent so far to get in is James Craig, the former head of the Detroit Police Department. You still got folks like Ronna McDaniel, chair of the RNC, John James, who's run twice for Senate. Uh, and others who would probably put more star power into the race. But, uh, Jim, uh, after all that Gretchen Whitmer has done, uh, the hypocrisy of her family during the pandemic and her husband trying to get his boat out uh, while every, most other things were locked down, her locking down certain aisles at the stores, uh, as a Michigan native, uh, few things in politics would make me happier than to see her get bounced this year. So the fact that she's only at 40 right now, pretty good sign that the incumbent's going to have a tough fight. You know, Greg, we've had... At minimum, the last four midterm elections, you probably could argue five if you want to go back to 2002, they've all been big wave elections one way or the other. Right? For Democrats, 2006 and 2018 were like really, really good years. For Republicans, 2010 and 2014 were really good years. Right now, it looks like 2022 is going to be really good for Republicans, but there's some, you know, there's still some road ahead to, to shake out. I, I, Democrats could mitigate things a bit, but I think you'd look at, you know, Inflation and supply chain issues, empty store shelves, Omicron still raging. You know, I think Kamala Harris actually used the word malaise in an in a interview remarks a couple of days ago. Like this, these are really tough situations to be a Democratic incumbent. I kind of wonder if, you know, Gretchen Whitmer, when, when all is said and done, they're going to say, OK, she was a good enough candidate to win in a wave year for her party. And she was not a good enough candidate to win in a wave year against her party. And lo and behold, there's a whole bunch of Republicans who are that way. I think you kind of, you know, even ones that I like, I think, you know, Scott Walker could not hang on in Wisconsin in 2018. Um, Hung on the recall, hung on the first time, hung on the third time he was on the ballot. But, you know, if if it's the wave is enough going against you is bad enough, then, yeah, you're going to lose. Are there exceptions? Yeah. I mean, Mike DeWine managed to win in Ohio in 2018, although I think you kind of make the argument that, Ohio's not as uh, much of a swing state as it used to be, seems to be drifting in a more Republican direction. Um, You know, Whitmer should be sweating. Whitmer should not be expecting an easy breezy road to re-election. I think you're right. I think a lot depends on the Republican uh, nominee there. But uh, all in all, this is kind of a good indicator. And out of all the governors, you know, like I would say of all the governors, I want to get rid of this one the worst. Cuomo's gone. Uh, Would have liked to get rid of Murphy, but that didn't shake out. Although they gave him a good scare. Um, we're getting rid of Northam, thing, as we discussed earlier. Whitmer is, you know, we missed our opportunity against uh, Newsom, but uh, Whitmer's on this list of somebody who'd be really, really good, somebody who really made, you know, became one of the faces of democratic management, or perhaps I should say mismanagement during this pandemic. And so I managed to be good riddance. This is a strong, encouraging sign for uh, 2022. My personal favorite Gretchen Whitmer order from the pandemic was that your lawn service could not come for the first several weeks of the pandemic. Didn't have to interact with them. Didn't matter. Uh, They couldn't come, uh, take their lawnmower and cut your grass. Uh, lawn services were completely shut down. Uh, but here's the, the thing. lawnmowers blow a lot of air around. They <laughs> blow the virus towards you. Apparently. Or, or you can just aggravate your grass allergies, and that's every bit as bad. Does the grass have COVID? But here's the thing. 
In my lifetime, Jim, Michigan has booted a sitting governor exactly once. It's when John Engler beat Jim Blanchard back in 1990, which was a massive upset. But uh, I think if Republicans, like you said, uh, it's it's supposed to be a good year for Republicans. Tire as much as you can to Biden, who I'm sure is as unpopular as he is most places, uh, and don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, kind of the Glenn Youngkin mold. You never know. Hopefully, hopefully good things can happen there. All right. Well, let's talk about other good things, including uh, making that thinning hair a whole lot thicker. Right now, the good news in addition to that is that you don't have to choose between natural remedies and those that actually work. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. Now, thankfully, Jim and I are in pretty good shape uh, when it comes to uh, hair on the top of our head. But I know it's an issue for a lot of folks and there is help and it's called Nutrafol. You know, Greg, there are some men who can pull off, you know, looking good without any hair. Kelly Savalas, Nick Fury. But by and large, you know, most of us would rather have it than not have it. Did you know there are five root causes for thinning hair? Nutrafol is the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, and environmental factors that may be impacting your hair. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. 21 potent natural ingredients support better sleep and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. And Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MARTINI to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code MARTINI. All right, Jim, on to our bad martini now. And this is a recurring uh, bad martini, just like Afghanistan sponsored the bad martini last year. I think inflation might be uh, the, the main sponsor this year. But the latest numbers, not good year over year. Uh, hot air uh, doing a good job of uh, aggregating this. Uh, Ed Morrissey over there. Not since mid-1982, he writes, have we seen inflation running this hot in the consumer price index and not since the late 70s. Have we seen an administration less capable of grasping its sources and consequences? The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that inflation hit 7% year-on-year, higher than the 6.8% annualized inflation rate from November. The news casts a lot more cold water on Joe Biden's moribund spending plans and Build Back Better, but may do a lot more damage than that, to his political standing. Heather Long of the Washington Post uh, has done uh, a lot of different uh, analyses of where we are on inflation. And here are the key price hikes year over year. Gas, 49.6%, so just under 50%. Fuel oil, 41%. Used cars, 37%. Rental cars, 36%. Hotels, 27.6%. Utility gas, 24%. Uh, Steak, 21.4%. Beef, 18.6%. Bacon, 18.6%. Furniture, 13.8, and on and on it goes. You responded to someone on Twitter today saying, it's still going up, but not quite as fast as before. So, hey, man, everybody, it's good. Yeah, look, we knew it was going to be a bad number. We, you know, we can argue about whether we expected it to be this bad, but this is, this is still pretty darn bad. I believe it was Josh Marshall. I think he may have pulled a muscle reaching to try to find some sort of good news here. And his argument was, well, if you look at the month-to-month rate, it's not as bad as it was two months ago. 
okay, but it's still bad year over year. And basically what you're arguing is things are getting worse at a slower pace than they were two months ago. That's not the same thing as improvement. Right? I guess we're kind of in that inverse of like a reduction in the rate of increase of spending counts as a spending cut, even yes. though spending still continues to go up year by year. You know, um, we want, we, you know, you want infl- inflation number to be as low as possible, particularly if you've had a long stretch of this. Like now. now, if you want to like look for a silver lining to this one, remember Joe Manchin's been saying one of the reasons he was skeptical of Build Back Better was that inflation was so out of control and he didn't want to put another one to two to three to six trillion spend, you know, dollar spending bill on top of all of this. And then this is where we are, uh, you know, that this is, this has now been month after month that you could argue uh, the Fed is almost certainly going to have to raise interest rates. That should apply the brakes somewhat, but that's also going to increase the debt because it means we have to pay higher rates of interest on what the debt that we have. Um, you know, it, it's and I I was so frustrated because I know it was, I keep going back to this quote back in mid July. Joe Biden was asked about this, and he said, "No serious economist thinks we have a sustained period of inflation." Now you can find folks like Obama's economic advisor, Jason Furman, who are saying, yeah, we totally think inflation is going to continue through 2022. Like this administration spends so much time insisting, no, this problem you're saying isn't really a problem. Inflation, Afghanistan, supply chain issues, the empty shelves. Also. They're constantly telling us, no, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And then it turns out to not be fine. As Kamala Harris said, we couldn't possibly have foreseen that there would be variants to this virus. I do kind of wonder how much she pays attention in her briefings. But anyway, <laughs> that's where we are, Greg. Uh, we, we expected bad news, and it was pretty much as bad as we expected. Jim, remember Al Gore way back at the 92 convention when uh, he was running against Bush and Quayle, and he said, everything that should be up is down, and everything that should be down is up. And that's kind of how it is with Biden and the crises. Everything he claims is not a crisis actually is. And everything that he claims is a crisis actually isn't. Like the eviction moratorium, the the need to federalize elections to preview our final martini today. But uh, Joe Biden in reality, they don't. They never really did spend a lot of time together, but they seem to be more estranged than ever. Greg, not only is that a good point, I'm going to say that a very strong early contender for my end of the year three martini lunch award for most underrated is going to be your impression of Al Gore. <laughs> Thank you. You know, there's a sing song. Yes. Now we don't really miss Al Gore, though. Uh, anyway, on to uh, more good news for the moment before we get to our crazy and Joe Biden. Look, if you're going to buy things right now, you want things that are on sale. You can get a good deal and they're a good quality product. Inflation is doing enough damage to your budget. So my pillow is helping you out with their fantastic deals here. We've talked a lot about the pillows, the sheets, the towels, and now we're focusing on the new my slippers, which are currently on my feet. And right now, uh, in addition to the high quality of the slippers, which I absolutely love, uh, you can get a great deal. 40% off the new my slippers when you order at mypillow.com using our code martini. Now, these my slippers aren't just any slippers. They spent two years in development to ensure the highest quality and comfort. They're designed to be worn all day, indoors, outdoors, wherever you like. They're available in moccasin or slip-on style. They come in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're made with quality leather suede. And they have the exclusive three-tier cushioning system with the MyPillow patented fill, the impact gel, and the memory foam. 
So for a limited time, uh, MyPillow offering 40% off the new My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listeners square, enter promo code Martini, or call 800-874-0104. Now, while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and the MyPillow towel sets. But you can only save 40% on the new My Slippers with our promo code Martini. So use that code when you call 800-874-0104 or by visiting MyPillow.com and clicking on the radio listeners square. All right, Jim, Joe Biden on the road yesterday with Kamala Harris in Georgia, where they were once again making an impassioned pitch for their federalizing of elections, which the Constitution clearly says is the prerogative of the states. But as Joe Biden reminded us last week on the January 6th anniversary, the system that worked perfectly, uh, and therefore you can't argue that uh, there was any irregularities or there's uh, that he's not the real winner last year, uh, has to be radically, radically changed so we have better elections in the future. Uh, that non sequitur notwithstanding, uh, Biden in this speech once again going to one of his ugliest, ugliest tactics, uh, and that is to claim that if you don't agree with his specific policy and his specific prescription for an issue, well, you're just an ugly racist. Listen to this. History has never been kind to those who've sided with voter suppression over voters' rights, and it would be even be less kind for those who side with election subversion. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide. So, Jim, if you're against the Democrats' specific legislation on this, and given his attack on the filibuster, maybe if you're even in defense of the filibuster, you are the equivalent of George Wallace, Bull Connor, and Jefferson Davis. Talk about a desperate, ugly pitch for this legislation. You know, Greg, I try not to say too often, wow, did my boss do an awesome job on this? Because uh, it makes me sound like a suck up. But in this case, I think my boss, Rich Lowry, really did do an excellent job of this. Weaving the, you know, the quick response yesterday, quote, what a garbage speech, unquote, in the headline. And just kind of goes through and pointing out that, like, well, Georgia is not the poster child for voter suppression. The election reform laws they made are actually all pretty reasonable. Um, the, you know, Biden, the argument Biden made about, oh, they they won't let you put water in. You know, it's been disfunct a long time ago. Um and, you know, the other thing, but it's kind of a good, useful indicator that, you know, why was Joe Biden elected besides to he was going to shut down the virus is he's an institutionalist. He's a voice for stability. He's going to calm things down. And all of that is garbage. Uh, as Rich put it, quote, the supposed promise of President Joe Biden in the 2020 election is he'd be the adult in the room. But if there was any doubt, today's speech removed it. He's the same hack he always been. And I think if there's any, you know, what people saying, oh, why is this a crazy martini, not a good martini? I was not a bad martini. I think it's not going to work very well. I, I think, you know, when you see, you know, like Mitt Romney got so mad about being compared to Bull Connor, like this is a guy who was war- marching with his dad in civil rights speeches, that uh, my understanding is that Romney even had a facial expression. That's how, <laughs> that's how furious he was. Um, and I say, I, yeah, I love Mitt Romney, but they just got to observe me that like people who might otherwise be sympathetic to, to Biden on, on this or other issues 
were spitting mad about this. And, you know, this is basically going into a, a you know, like Biden, know, like Biden knows he's not going to win this fight. So he's just kind of like, you know, pouring gasoline as much as he can trying to make it as, as damaging as possible. I don't think it's going to work out very well, but I think he's proving to be a much more irresponsible president than most of his supporters hoped he was going to be. No, it's absolutely disgusting. And of course, he's the one that said Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan were going to put black people back in chains during the 2012 campaign. So uh, long history, long history with Joe Biden on some of this stuff. But uh, Jim, I wish this was a joke, but this is not a joke. Breaking news from Manu Raju at CNN. No comment from Kirsten Cinema on <laughs> President Joe Biden's speech from yesterday, but a spokesman says her position hasn't changed. Wow. Bit, bit of a change of a pace, because my understanding is that Manu Raju just jumps out at Joe Biden every morning <laughs> as he comes off the, the, the houseboat, you know. You know, uh, I'm picturing Manchin in his, his, you know, bathrobe, picking up the paper. Senator, any changing your mind on anything? No, no, I'm still the same. Okay, you know, good to see you, Manu. See you, tail. Latest, Manchin's still not changing. Uh, this just happened to me. Chances of him changing his mind are still dead. Oh, man, let's hope it stays that way, whether it's you know, in this specific carve-out or anything else. But, uh, Jim, always fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. See you then. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus of Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Tell your friends about us as well. Let's give them some laughs too. Also, uh, thank you so much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Wednesday. And please join us on Thursday for the next Three Martini Lunch. China is gaining a major foothold in Latin America while the U.S. ignores it. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll speak with Jessica Bedoya of the Inter-America Development Bank about the best way to re-engage Latin America and bring prosperity and security with us. My friend Gary Bregman also joins me to discuss the latest news on the Fast and Furious scandal. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.